purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and I am very excited, as I always am, to spend an hour with you, my friends. And I am super very excited because I actually have a very special guest. All my guests are very special, but this is a very, very special guest. Her name is Danielle Agnew, and you may have heard of her because she is quite the accomplished young woman. She has been named Psychic of the Year by UFO and Supernatural Magazine. She is one of the most noted UFOologists in 2012. She is a psychic. She is a medium. She is an author. She is a TV and radio personality. And she is internationally known because she is so very, very talented. But instead of just telling you about her, I would love for you to experience her with me. Welcome to The Secret to Everything. Hey, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you. It's so good to be with you again. Oh, gosh. You seem like so busy. You've written a book and you're starting a school. And I kind of want to flip this show on, it, on its head and tell us what is going on with you right now. What are you in the middle of? What are you launching? What are you up to? Oh, man, sister. I tell you what. Uh, this huge energy coming in with the eclipse right? Mm. It's a surfing of big energies that people are picking up. 
Right now, I have been working on launching, and I'm almost there. I have Call to Light Academy, which is going to be a subscription service, but it's also more of a community where people who would like to hear about incredible world events and world forecasts and what's going on. I want to get on and discuss these world events and how they're feeling and how this ascension is handling uh, their bodies and how they're handling what's coming to them. Call to Light Academy is going to be a community where people can take classes, they can come together and uh, I don't want to say inside scoop because that sounds really cheesy, but they can get anything that's coming through the spiritual ticker tape through me uh, with what's going on in world events. And it was prompted because I'm seeing such a pervasive, and I'm sure you are too, uh, mm-hmm. a pervasive fear consciousness that is just beating people up and bullying people into being quiet and all of this weirdness. And I'm thinking, geez, man, we just need a place where we can go and be safe enough to spread love and to shine and to come up with solutions instead of focusing on problems. So Call to Light Academy is very close to being launched, and I'm really excited about it. And I'm trying to get my book, uh, a brand-new book, actually finished up. Um, and that one is actually about, in plain terms, dealing with what it means to be in this ascension process. Because, you know, as you know, there's so many wonderful ways to look at this. And as a person in my particular field, I've had people just asking, well, it's all good to talk about love and light, and it's very important, of course, yet what's a practical way to approach uh, these changes that we're encountering? So all these messages are coming through, and I've just been hustling and up trying to follow the message train and trying to get them all out to people. Yeah, and I saw your live events are, as always, selling out, and you're just like everywhere. You're like this little whirlwind just going and going and you're like ah there's it's almost like there there is a huge need there really is a huge need right now and I love one thing I've always loved about you you're like me you're very practical you know like you said love and light is grand but if we can't you know take it down home and say how can I be more intuitive and how can I listen to my intuition and how can I eliminate fear you know in the general field and in my own energy field you know what good is it so I love all that really, really practical stuff that you're doing right now. Thanks, woman. Well, that's what I love about you, too. And again, we can, we can ruminate all day on the, the theories of love, yet love is a verb. It's a mm-hmm. verb. And once we own it as a verb, then that's when we start to see incredible changes. Because like it or not, we do live in this third dimension and applying the self is a biggie here. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I love that. I love the sense of community that um, you're wanting to build in that safe space because I really think that, and I want to dig into this after the commercial break, which we're going to come up on in just a couple seconds, but I really do want to dig into the whole fear consciousness because it's so funny because I think it's a little bit of a misleading thing, Danielle, and you can kind of give me your opinion on this as we come back from the break, but I don't really see any more fear than there ever has been. Like, I just asked someone this on a show I was on yesterday. I said, at what point in history did we all feel safe? Now, come on, really? Has there, <laughs> you know? I mean, come right. on. Right. Uh, so I think it's just that there's a lot of people out there with their little spoons, and they're just stirring and stirring and stirring. And, you know, I hate to kind of chime in 
as the status quo, you know, and say the media, but I do think the media, you know, is playing a big part in that. So when we come back, we'll dig into, you guys have no idea, and I actually have no idea, and even Danielle has no idea what we'll dig into when we come back, but we'll get into some really, really good stuff right here on The Secret to Everything with Danielle Agnew and Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Back to the secret to everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. I am here with Danielle Agnew, and she is a very well-known, I'm sure you've heard of her, internationally known psychic, and I just love having her on the program. So let's start at the beginning before we get into all this. Who knows what we'll get into? But let's talk about um, how you came into this beautiful, wonderful career. Were you born into this? Did you always know you were psychic? How did um, you kind of get to now? You know, I was actually signed to record labels. I am a musician, and my job used to literally be rock star. And uh, like everything in life, especially in entertainment, everything has a cycle. And my band, some some listeners out there might remember the band Pope Jane. And when Pope Jane lapsed, and it was just time to be done with that project, I was called into this line of work. Uh, and actually, my whole family are psychic people. They are intuitive. Nobody did it as a job. They just genetically are. Mm-hmm. And so when that, right, and when that particular opportunity in music, just that, that chapter was like, okay, well, we're done for now. Then I got into reading for people, and I didn't want people to know I could do this. It was it was very private for me for a long time, and, and I'll tell you that whole story. But eventually, I kind of got yanked out of the psychic closet working on some uh, cold cases in Burbank. And I started reading for people, and it really pointed out to me that as artists, we are channels. Whether we're channeling music mm. or a painting and, uh, or, or a spirit or whatnot, and I, I do oil painting as well. I just opened a show last weekend. So it's, it's all the same aptitude. So I'd say it was probably when I really owned it. Uh, I was probably in my early 30s was when I kind of came out of the closet with it, even though I'd been doing it my whole life. Ah, I love that so much. I love that you said that because um, it's so funny because I say I used to play the piano because I don't have time to play the piano now. But when I was younger, I would write music and it literally felt like you just explained, like it came through me. It wasn't even of me. And I think we like intuitively know that about artists, but it was just very well said. And so a lot of people are sitting there like, oh, that's so cool. Dr. Kimberly's a psychic. Danielle's a psychic. I wish I'm a psychic. But really, would you agree that we are all channels when we allow ourselves to be, when we're balanced and we're open, and we allow that creation to flow through us? Can't we all have those elements of, you know, that intuitive channeling? Oh, absolutely. Amen. And high five across 
the airwaves to you, sister, because it's true. Every human being is an energetic being, a person, a body, and that energy is connected. And all people have a sixth sense or a psychic sense to one degree or another. And those senses may be exaggerated in one individual over another individual. Maybe somebody's more of an empath or someone's more of an intuitive Uh, I always say I can dribble a basketball. I'm never going to be Shaquille O'Neal. So there are certain people who just kind of excel in certain areas. Yet we are all psychic and we're all connected. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I just love that you kind of play in all of you, you know, and, and to you, you know, whether you're singing or doing art, it's no different really than being an intuitive and doing a reading. I think that's just a brilliant, thank you for saying that. That's a really hard um, thing to convey. And, and you just said that very, very well. Um, so Aww, let's, thank you. let's go into what's, what's kind of up for everybody, which you called it. It's fear. Why do you think right now, and, and I feel kind of like a drumbeat, I don't know how you feel it or see it, but I feel like this really icky drumbeat of fear. Like I wake up and when I tap in to the planetary consciousness, I feel it. And it's icky and it's yucky. And why is that up right now? It's my observation that you hit the nail on the head prior to the break, talking about the media's ability to spread messages. I mean, certainly, I agree with you. There has really been no time frame in history where the human race has been without fear. Yet we aren't in the past, we're in the present. And there's also been those time in history where we've had Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So we are instantaneously able to capture an energy signature, turn it into an electromagnetic right. frequency, beam it through the air, cover the globe with it instantaneously, and then watch what happens. And what we're seeing right now is this fear consciousness is what we are pushing. You know, that, that old saying, your world is going to be what comes through your eyes. And we can choose fear, we can choose love, we can choose hysteria, we can choose right action. Yet that's what I have observed, is that this this wave is a spiritual exercise in what do you choose. Mm. And And I like that you brought in the social media, too, because really there are fear purveyors on there that get followers or make money, really, from selling Um, fear. So very interesting. So I hear what you're saying is to some extent we have a choice, how much we plug into that, how much we expose ourselves of it. And even though like you and I, we can observe that fear consciousness and it is a very real, as you put it, electromagnetic frequency. Um, I can pull it in everybody's field. I can pull it in the planetary consciousness. We still do not have to dance with that in our daily life. Would you agree? I agree, and what a great way to put that. What we are learning, and this is what I'm watching, it's fascinating, it's so crazy to look at the overview. I am watching people literally be sucked into one hysterical way of thinking or another, and then watching them go through a whole week, and my week is ruined, it's terrible, it's this, it's that. And and again, I sometimes survey Facebook because it's a fascinating little Mm. snippet of energies that are going around. And then somebody will come on Facebook and say, what the heck? I turned off Facebook and I went outside and the birds were singing and the sun was shining. And my kid gave me a hug and we went to see a movie. And, you know, life is actually good. So it gives us this incredible contrast uh, between what we choose to focus on and make our reality 
and then what our actual physical reality is, and then we take it one step further, further, there are things happening in our physical reality that spur fear and challenge how we're going to handle that. And I believe the whole process is trying to scrub out from underneath the floorboards unnecessary addictions to drama so that we can actually direct our creative energies, as we were talking about before, we're all channels, we're all creative beings, to direct those manifestative and creative energies into building the new world. And we're going to move those aptitudes come here in 2017 through 2020 with all the global changes we're going to have. We need unity so that we can come out of that and we can't get to the unity spot until we stop arguing about who is God and, and whose football team do you like better, the Republican or the Democrat one. I mean, all of this is so minuscule compared to the power that we have as a species to come together to bring incredible change. You said so much there. I'm like speechless. I have nothing to say to that. That was so brilliant. I love it. It's so great. Um, it's it's so refreshing for me to be with you because I feel like I'm a little bit with a tiny mere piece of me. So, um. oh, you're lovely, honey. And you know what I love about your show is how you flow. You let spirit just come through you. And you allow those topics to come through. And that's so important because I really feel like that's the other part of our exercise right now is rather than the push, push, push of the old 20th century sociopathic ego and business and corporate mentality, we are being shown that the 21st century flow with what is trying to happen. There's more power in letting what is trying to happen happen than the ego exertion of making something happen. And that's another lesson for people right now. So there, there's a lot going on, and I'm certain that that's spurring a lot of fear also. All of this relearning is a big deal. I love that you bring up the subject of flow because my family, my children, my parents, my poor friends um, really struggle with me because unlike a lot of people, um, I'm probably maybe a little too into flow, Danielle, and I think you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> literally, you know, if at eight o'clock it feels like I should go to the grocery store and I'll be like, okay, everybody get ready. Let's go to the grocery store at eight 15. If it feels like I'm not supposed to the grocery store, guess what we don't do. So it drives people absolutely crazy, but I have got to tell you, and you guys have got to try this and maybe you have an illustration or can chime. I know you'll chime in on this, but, but I've got to tell you, the ride and the deliciousness of precision that you can receive by living like that is unparalleled. Once I kind of got that, Danielle, and really was willing to step outside the culture and say, I'm going to live totally in the energy, mind-blowing things began to happen in my finances, in my family, in my health, in my career, with clients, like there is something new living like that. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that is a big part of the lesson that we are open to learning for those that are open to it. And it does take some deprogramming because we have been born into this cult of limitation down here in, in the third dimension, where for most of our lives, there have been big players that like to move money and like to move fear and like to control through media, through giving us different unreachable goals to try to achieve through consumerism and keep us distracted on the external, external, while we ignore the flow. Because that's what, if we ignore the flow, then we literally cut 
ourselves off from our greatest strength, which is our ability to release and to just be in the moment. If we're in the moment, just like you talked about, you're absolutely right. It is freeing and it will not lead you astray. The moment, it's impossible for the moment to lead a person astray because that moment is in perfect synchronicity with creation, with creator, with, with 7 billion other people on earth that are all going through the same thing. It's literally being in perfect timing. Like you talk about playing the piano and music. It's being in symphony with others. And we come out of that symphony when we try to push, push, push. So, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that, that we're having this wonderful opportunity to simply learn flow. And by the way, I drive my family nuts for the exact same reason. Sometimes I swear my wife is going to pull her hair out. She's like, (laughs) what are you doing? We got ready to do this. And I'm like, yes, we did. But now it's time to do this. So let's try this. Yeah, like I said, uh, my kids are like, but you said we could. And I'm like, yeah, but the energy changed. I'm like, don't yell at me. Blame the energy. And they're like, you drive me nuts, mom. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. It is so free because it is so. I love you. You called it the cult of limitations. I love yes. that. I love that. <laughs> and and I just want to point out that, and you guys know this because a lot of people come to you and me because of this, but not only do we have this external cult of limitations, but what's even more scary is we have the internal cult of limitations. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that, that is the hardest nut to crack. That's the hardest habit to kick. Because really, uh, and this is in this upcoming book that I'm writing all about this cult of limitation and what this ascension is about. Yet if you think about a cult, uh, you know, the cult teaches you, do not associate with anyone who doesn't think, act, and believe exactly as you do. And then we're going to take that a step further. Look at what's going on with the Celtic on Facebook here. We can obviously uh, screen people out that don't have our exact viewpoints. So mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that we take abuse from people and sometimes blocking people is a good thing. Yet what I'm talking about is we can make our world so myopic that we then forget about how to just process everything and still remain true to ourselves. So we create, like you said, the internal cult of, well, I have to do this and I have to know these people and this is my mantra and this is my reality. And as we break out of that, we realize that flow and inclusion, and this is a big concept for people, but that's actually more how we're designed. And we've had generations of people before us that were trained to become a widget in a larger machine, whether it's corporately or in the family structure. Absolutely. I'm going to have to cut you off. We're going to go to break and we will be right back. We will delve into this and much more here on The Secret to Everything with Danielle and Dr. Kimberly. egg new. I always hate to limit myself by saying one thing and you're one of those people too that I just, I I can't even wrap words around. Like I don't even know. You're just being all of you and I just love it. And I know the audience, you know, so appreciates that too. So I love everything we've been talking about, but I'm going to drop in a concept that I've been seeing a lack of a lot with my clients and kind of play around with it in you. And that topic is what are your beliefs about, and you kind of mentioned it when we were talking about the Facebook thing, psychic protection. Do you believe that it's important to kind of keep your energy your own and guard that? Uh, what are your kind of views and teachings about that? My thoughts. 
thought on that would be that though we are all interconnected, like we're little Bluetooths that connect to each other through the electromagnetic frequencies of the brain and through the heart chakras and the ionosphere and the earth and spirit and all kinds of things, we're not always going to be connected to people who are in a puffy, happy, shiny space. And the way that I have interpreted this is that humans are naturally empaths. We naturally uptake information generally through the heart chakra and blow it out the back like a jet engine. And the thought of protection sometimes, uh, to me, antithetically approaches uh, the design of flow through because that's like a wall or like a, um, if you will, like a shield. Now, it's not to say that one should not uh, hold a space for the self or care for the self or take the self out of the way of dissonant or negative energies that could rattle a person. So here's, here's more my take on that. It's just personally, I've noticed that rather than working to protect the self, if I do the work within the self to simply live a life of love, to live a life of integrity, to resonate and surround myself with people who also live in those life values, what happens is that resonantly and energetically, that naturally creates a high resonation field around me. And if, if a person perceives that as a barrier, that's fine. I'm not much of a barrier girl. I'm more about resonance. And so that's naturally going to create that high resonation. And, you know, somebody might come through and try to throw a rock at it or spit on it or whatever. <laughs> Yet that's our opportunity to say, do I engage that energy or not? Is that a language I speak energetically or not? And if we simply let that person along their way, speaking the language they're speaking, that vibration has nothing to do with ours anyway. And I think we're having a big opportunity to learn that we can either get into the trenches of uh, protecting the self. And, and to me, if I'm protecting, um, and again, it's not to diss anybody who uses that terminology in any way, shape, or form. I'm just strictly talking for me here. If I'm protecting something, I'm a Montana and I'm Italian. That means I've got a pitchfork, I'm in a trench, mm -hmm. I'm ready to watch somebody on the head, right? So whereas just living my life in resignation is enough, if you will, quote, protection, because that low vibration can't get in there anyway. It's just, it's not compatible. And I've noticed in my life, um, I've waded into some waters, Dr. Kimberly, that have been, uh, the pool itself has got a lower vibration in it. Like if mm. I've commented on political issues or whatever, I'm wading into a pool that predominantly is filled with a uh, low vibration. So I'm going to get a little bit of that tracked on my shoes wading out of that pool. Yet I don't consider that an attack. I consider that where I've been waiting, if that makes sense. Mm, that was really rich. And I like what you talk about. I like how you make, put an emphasis on the work that we ourselves have to do. Because what I find and what I observe on social media is we love looking around and, and saying, Democrat, Republican, you shouldn't like this person. You shouldn't do that. If you believe this, you're this. And we love kind of stepping into that pool why? Because we get to look at everybody else, judge everybody else, put everybody else in a category. Are you hearing the everybody else, the everybody else? Oh, yeah. yeah and what yeah. are we not doing? We're not doing what you just said, which is we're not saying, okay, am I vibrating 528 today? Okay. Am, you know, am, whatever this means to me, am I being moral and ethical? Am I being kind? Am I being loving? Am I being patient? Am I being, you know, whatever, you know, our good values to us 
are we doing the inner work? And I have to tell you, I adore my clients, but one thing that they love avoiding is the inner work. They will own their life. You give me some frequencies, Dr. Kimberly. I'm like, well, I can give you some frequencies, but you still have to do the work. Number one, you have to play them, right? That's work. Number two, you sure. have to take a supplement or something that I'm recommending to balance you out. You may have to meditate. One of the things that comes up in our tech all the time when we run on people, and I talk about this all the time, is the energy field screams, and this won't surprise you, for five minutes of silence. Not even meditation, oh. not prayer. Silence screams. Like, I, I know you can feel that. Like, just screams oh, yes. for it. Well, and what, a, what an intriguing concept. We've been taught to fear silence because think about, uh, and, you know, we're hitting media here, and I work in the media, you work in the media. I've been very, very blessed to work in different television projects and all kinds of things, yet at the same time, I, because I've worked in these fields, I can see when I'm watching, say, a news broadcast. I can see that that person who's the anchor being directed by their booth. They're being, they're, you know, their line producer is shouting something in their ear, and you can tell they're being told to pedal or this or that. And why that's important to your content is that, again, it's everybody else. It's a lot of noise. And those news anchors, they can't stop talking on television because that airtime costs money. So our example is constantly. And so for us to sit in silence is a frightening, frightening thing. When we've been programmed to constantly have stimulation. And now they're showing in children, little babies and little ones, that children's brains have addicted to the constant need for stimulation uh, through our mobile devices. And when you take it away from kids, they exhibit the same chemical signs in the brain as well as behavioral signs of taking away a heavy-duty drug because their brain wow. has become dependent on that constant stimulation. So with our daughter, we make sure that we, you know, of course she gets on media because that's the world we live in, yet we also make sure that she spends time outside playing and plays with dolls and is creative and accesses the random thoughts on the right side of the brain so that those addictions don't develop. Yeah, it breaks my heart when in, I go less and less now, but um, when I go to a restaurant and it is just crazy now to see... Um, you know, the mom and the dad and the kids, the, the baby, you know, old or maybe under in the high chair. And it just blows my mind in yeah, the cell phone or the tablet or the little toys they make that look like tablets, you know, for the younger oh, generation. Sure. Yeah. Just, I'm like, oh my goodness. Now I remember used, because I was born awake, I used to remember being super bored when I was two. But that boredom drove introspection, like you're talking about. That boredom drove a connection with nature. That boredom drove me to become very creative and, you know, to access parts of myself. I don't know if I would be the same person, honestly, Danielle, if somebody had handed me one of those things when I was one. It's kind of frightening oh, uh, to me. It is. Know? Well, and see, so this plays exactly into what we're talking about in cult programming, social programming. If I wish to completely hobble an entire generation, all I need to do is take away their long-term reasoning skills. And I just need to hand them something that there's an app for that, and there's a few presets within that app, and you can only do this or that. And I feel a great sense of accomplishment playing this particular game, thinking I'm solving the world's problems, yet the game is preset, presets. 
You take a person out of a preset environment and throw them into the chaos of the third dimension, and that's somebody that's just going to stand there and stare at the wall going, well, where's, where are my instructions? So it's, I think we're really calling to the human spirit. To, I mean, not to sound like a conspiracy wacko over here, yet I think we're calling to the human spirit to really reach out and remember indigenously what we are, which are creatures that evolved along with everything else on this earth. We are tied to that heartbeat of the earth. We do our best when we allow ourselves, like you said, to get bored, to have random thoughts of inspiration. God forbid we're bored, Dr. Kimberly. That is like <laughs> the American hell is being bored. God forbid. I love you cracking me up so much. God forbid we're bored. Oh, I love that so much. It's so funny because one of the things I have teenagers and one of the things I threaten my daughter with, and don't throw tomatoes at me, you guys. Yes, we have an Xbox in my house. But I threatened her. I'm like, you know, no Xbox. I'm going to sell the Xbox. I'm putting the Xbox on eBay. And you have never, you talk about a cat on a hot tin roof. You should hear my daughter wail when I say the word. (laughs) The Xbox may be turned off, may be gone. And it's so interesting to me. To me, it goes beyond addiction. To me, and you and I are very familiar with the paranormal and supernatural forces. And maybe we'll dabble a little bit that in the last segment because I know people love that. But But it seems to me a darker kind of bonding energy. She really goes crazy. It's almost, you know, like taking away someone's drugs or worse. It's very interesting. Yes, and that's exactly, again, I would agree that it goes beyond brain mapping and brain chemistry, though they have incredible, if you guys want to Google all this, it's all out there, and read about the brain mapping that happens when kids in their formative stages, and we're not just talking little kids, they now understand that children's brains and young, young adults' brains are still formulating mm-hmm. in their teen years. They used to believe mm-hmm. that didn't happen, but it's still going. So these teens are now given this false sense of utter safety and control in a preset world, and then you take that away, and there is just this freak out. It's like you just, you just stole their entire identity because they forge an identity and make emotional attachments in this virtual world. And, you know, if we can just kind of take one step of a bigger picture there, that really shows what kind of a matrix we're living in here. When we can actually, as human beings, form deep emotional attachments to binary code and to preset fixtures in a game, imagine what our capacity is to actually form bonds to others. And I think it also teaches a generation to fear chaos or to fear random activity. Because, you know, another person isn't going to act in those same precepts. Uh, so it's, it's fa- you know, it's, it's fascinating to me. The whole thing is just fascinating. And that's what I think a lot of this fear is about, is breaking us back down to say, come on, guys, let's get back to our organic nature. Mm, again, there's, there's just absolutely so much there. Yeah, it's so funny because my daughter's like, Mom, do you know I have my own dinosaur? And at first I'm like sucked into this. I'm like, oh, really? And then I'm like, wait, what? Wait. You don't have your own dinosaur? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, we can't train yeah. dinosaurs. No. But, you know, that virtual world, like you said, is very, 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 very real. Not just for teenagers, but for many, many young adults and adults. And I know it. it is a, you know, a lot of people would rather, you know, plug into even online Facebook, social media, or Xbox than, you know, sit across the table and have a conversation with their partner or their child, or their parent. And, 
Yeah, I think it's a very interesting setup. And I am a crazy conspiracy whack up. So I'll say, I'll call it. I think it's totally, totally programming on top of programming on top of programming. We know that there's hardware and software in 3D reality in this matrix world. And to me, this is just like the layering in and layering in of even more. You're absolutely right, Liz. And, and it's true. You know, sometimes reality is weirder than fiction. And when we really take those steps back and we look at the social programming and, again, brainwaves, you guys, our brain is an electromagnetic organ. And the Geneva Convention outlawed certain types of warfare that meddle with brainwaves because it's just low-blow stuff. That's just dealing with our hardwired programming. Yet we still manage to do that through a lot of... Um, a lot of what we're seeing with gaming. So it's, it's weird. It's a weird, weird matrix that we're in. And I believe that this time frame is to get us out of that matrix because we're going to have real world issues coming up with the right. weather. And, and we'll be right back and... on The Secret to Everything. Sorry, Danielle. Dr. Carmel McDorch and Danielle. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Welcome back to The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and I am here with the delightful, beautiful, and young Danielle Eggman. <laughs> and she would probably disagree with young, but I love her spirit. To me, you just have the most beautiful, playful, intelligent, brilliant spirit. I just enjoy our conversations so much. And you and I could probably talk obliviously for like eight hours about all these things and even more. Uh, Danielle's the author, and I don't think this is out yet, you said, but Daily Spiritual Insight, 365 Lessons for Lifetime Growth. And I love the title of that book. I love the concept of lifetime growth. Really, that's what these conversations are about. That's why we do these things. We really want to challenge you and uh, rearrange your brain mapping into, uh, as we've been talking about, into something new and, and expansion and expand your field and just to get you to think and allow some new concepts in. So let's take a little twist away from what we've been talking about. And I happen to know that you are very experienced in the realm of the supernatural. Is that true? Uh, yes, indeed. And that's kind of where I, I, if you will, came out of the closet with a lot of uh, my psychic work was helping people with pests in their homes and uh, just anything else that was going bump in the night that needed some identification. Yes. I love that. Do you still do that kind of work, Danielle, or are you focusing, you know, on other things right now? I love that kind of work. I'll tell you, I've not been as called to that line of work as much as I used to. 
And I think in part, that's because folks are much more educated on what's out there. You know, through all the paranormal television shows, you know what I mean? People kind of, if they're hearing a, a, a scratching sound or this or that, instead of freaking out, they can kind of self-diagnose the house or whatever's going on. Um, I have noticed that there are tides of energies that I'm noticing more so than individual entities at this time. And those tides of energies, like we're talking about the rolling tidal wave of fear or, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of that is in some of those historical areas that you go to that are permeated with a lot of suffering. And so I still do some fun paranormal stuff. Uh, it's just, but it's almost like for fun now because so much of my work has moved towards consciousness. Yeah, and I love that. And isn't that a weird switch? Because if you had ever told me that I would be known in the field of consciousness when I was like 25, Seriously, I would have rolled on the floor laughing and everyone around me would have too. And so it's such an interesting, but you know what I mean? Like it's such an interesting morph from, you know, I've done all the nitty gritty, you know, a lot of similar stuff I know that you've done. And I mean, I've done some crazy stuff and all of a sudden I find myself in this totally different kind of cool realm. One thing I want to, I've noticed that I wanted to run by you. What is your opinion? This is such a big area right now. And I don't know if you have a lot of experience with it. What's your opinion about the crypto world, cryptozoology? I love the crypto world. I love it because we do have a complex overlay of creatures that went extinct, completely mythological creatures that embody our deepest fears or creepouts, um, actual interdimensionals and elementals that get mistaken mm-hmm. for different things. Uh, we have a lot of off-worlders or ETs or extraterrestrials that get mistaken for elementals that get mistaken for cryptozoological creatures. Great point. So I love the crypt. I love it. I, I think it should, that is just flat fun. That is, that is mental candy for me. I love cryptozoology. That's so funny. That's my, one of my secret vices. That's why I was just, I wondered if you kind of had, I'm sure you can see a lot of those things. And um, I've noticed recently and it's funny because everyone's like, the veil's getting thin. And I'm like, well, number one, I don't necessarily believe there was ever a big veil. But I'm like, what veil? I'm like, what right. veil, people? There ain't no veil anymore. You know, sorry, yep. North Carolina yep. thing. <laughs> yep. That's true. And I agree. The veil is getting thin. How about our perception of the veil is falling away? How about we're actually seeing like what's actually there? And that is frightening for people. Mm, that is rich. And I think that is some of the fear. You know, we're talking about political fear and we're talking about kind of general unease. But I think actually some of the fear is we are waking up that we are these interdimensional creatures that we all can see. We all can hear, like you said, to different degrees, to different talents. But it's like if I'm face to face with a whatever, Dogman, Bigfoot, uh, Elemental, E.T. Jersey uh, uh, Devil. Yeah, uh, exactly. Any of this. If I'm face-to-face, or maybe I'm not face-to-face, but I'm looking at a picture and I can't explain it away, that's scary. What do I do with that? Because I'm not allowed by the constructs of society. I'm really not allowed to have that ability, and I really have no idea what to do with this creature. And do we even need to do anything? I think... I think we have to make that bridge because I'm a little mm, annoyed, I guess, Danielle, from all the monster hunting shows and all the dogman shows and all the Bigfoot shows and all the paranormal groups and all the, I mean, it's like gotten 
feverishly crazy. I'm like, okay, you guys, we know these <laughs> things exist. Why do we need to see like 5,743rd picture of it? Like, what are we doing here? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm all about the practical. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, what's the next I step? do. I do know what you're saying. You know, it's fascinating. One of the questions that I get often uh, being a ufologist is when are we going to see these ETs? And I look at people and I say, well, go look in the mirror. We are packing so much extraterrestrial <laughs> genome in us. If you have a frontal cortex, you have serious AB genome. Welcome to, welcome to an alien that you know. You know, and so it's, it's fascinating to me, this need for proof. And just as a total sidebar, since we're talking about fun stuff like this, Google last year, the end of 2016, removed off of YouTube scores of really great footage of low-hanging extraterrestrial craft. And so if people just look up, you will see these craft. They're all over the place. And Google has been taking them down. I was trying to share some on Facebook because it's fun to see how many people can see it before you click on the link and it says this video has been removed for inappropriate content. I love that. So if you want to see what's there, just go outside and look up or look around. Oh, seriously. It's so funny because I walk my dogs and I'm always screaming in the middle of my neighborhood. My girls are like, quiet, mom. It's like midnight. I'm like, do you see that? Do you see that? Like, it's not my special ability, Danielle. It's like, I'm seeing this with my eyes, like ability, you know? And I'm like, it's a craft. It's a craft. And they're like, mom, you know, they're so funny, but it's hilarious. So I agree. Really take your phone, go outside, go to the woods, point at the sky, and you guys will see. And then you have some really neat work to do, which is why we need people like Danielle and her beautiful group that she's developing and her wonderful book and her amazing work. Because then we realize that we've got some things to do inside and we might need to change the way we think about ourselves and our abilities and our powerful, amazing, brilliant selves, right? Amen from the choir loft, girl. That's absolutely true. When we finally decide that it's okay for us to just be and to, ex- and to excel in our lives and to give away the idea of struggle, struggle does not mean growth. We can struggle when we're growing, yet struggle and growth are not necessarily synonymous, though one can beget the other. And when we start saying, well, I can, I can grow through love. I can grow through compassion. I can grow mm. through empowerment. I can go mm. through beautiful. doing amazing things. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I want to end on that because that's hope. And there, there isn't anything better to end on than hope. And I love it, sister. So thank you so much for being on the program. And tell us where we can find you and how we can get a hold of you. Outstanding. Well, you guys can always hit me up. I make myself as accessible as possible. You can hit me up online at my website, which is Danielle Agnew, E-G-N-E-W, dash advisor.com. If you go to DanielleEgnew.com, you'll get all of my music career and all that other stuff, but it will eventually get you to DanielleEgnew, dash advisor.com. Also, Facebook me at DanielleEgnew.psychicmedium or hit me up on Twitter at DanielleEgnew. I love to take your questions and chat. Oh, and thank you so much for what you're doing for consciousness and for your loving spirit and many blessings on your wife and your daughter and your work. I appreciate you so much. And thank you as always for visiting The Secret to Everything. It's always our pleasure. Well, honey, it is a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you very much. And you just have a blessed week yourself in keeping that consciousness up there. You rock, sister. 
So do you, babe. So thanks so much. And that will be a wrap on another amazing and wonderful show. We bring you, I keep telling you guys, the finest of guests. We bring you the top experts in their field. Danielle is absolutely amazing and wonderful. Please check out her book when it is available. And please check out her website. And you can just Google her and find her on social media right now. The Secret to Everything, we are working on the magic of intuition, just like Danielle and I have been discussing here. You are intuitive. You can develop your intuition. You have many aspects. Maybe you can hear. Maybe you can see. Maybe you can know. Maybe you have dreams. Maybe you can read timelines. Maybe you're even a remote viewer and you have all these abilities and you don't quite know how to put them together. We will help you with practical exercises and a very loving group and a loving teacher. That would be me. And we will help guide you. And that is on my Secret to Everything Facebook group. You will find the link for that class. If you are interested in hearing and seeing your energy bodies, we are offering a free chakra scan. Go to secrettoeverything.com. Fill in your name. This is for first-time clients only. But we will tell you which chakras are balanced, which chakras are out of balance, and give you a few hints about what to do about that. And we have our amazing and beautiful energy mastered app and that is color therapy auras that you can take yourself and you can see the positioning of your own chakras at any time so check that out on secret to everything.com we are so thankful to the x-zone we are so thankful to each listener that listens every week we welcome your suggestions for guests we will continue to have the guests that you request we will explore the fields of cryptozoology, the psychic, the unknown, conspiracy, health, and many, many more right here on The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Dr. Kimberly, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Secret to Everything. We really enjoyed having you along with us on this episode. We have plenty more episodes from previous years on our iTunes. We would love for you to subscribe. We'll be uploading all of these to YouTube if you prefer to watch them on there, and feel free to subscribe there as well. If you're interested in my classes, secrettoeverything.com is your hookup to that. And we are offering a free gift in our our chakra skin. I'm not sure what we're offering right now when you listen to this. But if you'd like to be on our newsletter, you will not miss a thing. We are on the cutting edge of technology today and making it practical in a real 17 years of experience way in your life. Much love to all of you from me, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge.